If you want to walk on water, you have to get out of the boat. John Ortberg Jr. This is Life in Perspective, episode 12, Off the Boat. <laughs> Let's get it. Yo, welcome to Life in Perspective. Y'all, this is episode 12 off the boat and you know I was thinking today before I started recording that honestly lately the episodes have been feeling like we are all a part of Purpose Anonymous you know like I feel like when you're listening to the podcast this is you hearing me at Purpose Anonymous expressing what I have been going through throughout the week and yet again we are back for another episode that I am in the smack dab middle of and It just really brings me so much joy when you guys reach out and be like, yo, the podcast this week was definitely speaking to me because then I don't feel alone. I don't feel like God is only grabbing me by the collar of my shirt. You know, he's grabbing all of us. And so I appreciate, you know, the accountability. I appreciate, you know, walking through this journey of purpose with y'all. Like I'm appreciative. And so as you can tell, uh, from the title of the episode that, you know, I had to make some moves this week that I wasn't really ready for. It was less like me, you know, taking a step off the boat. I really feel dragged off the boat. Like I feel like God grabbed me by my collar and was like, I'm sick of waiting on you. So could you do what I'm asking you to do? And I was like, you know, I did it. And and actually, I'm proud that I did it. And so, you know, guys, I made some moves this week um, in solidifying some business opportunities. And I got my stuff together. And the crazy thing is that I already had the stuff prepared. I was just sitting on it. And I wouldn't say I was procrastinating. I think, honestly, what my plan was, right? You know, there was at the top of the year, you know, I gave got a list of like okay this is what I kind of feel like you're saying and this is kind of what I'm feeling like let's set some yearly goals so like by the end of the year I'll be and I think the way I was planning it out in my head was not in alignment with how he planned to do it and so what felt like an abrupt decision was actually a decision that I had already been planning for and so you know I'll be like officially officially announcing once you know you know you you know how we gotta announce stuff the right way (laughs) but if you listen to the podcast then you know like my goal was kind of like get my feet wet see how it goes and then we'll go from there but God was like who said that like where did you get that from and so I was like this is the perfect thing to discuss with you guys this week um because I'm officially you know officially official um yeah I have a a media production company and it's kind of already been in the works for a while so it just got officially you know established this week and so I'm just really grateful you know that God is entrusting me with all the things that he keeps adding to my plate um you know it means that the person that he wants me to be is somewhere on the inside of it and all of these opportunities is just continuing to cultivate that person (laughs) I don't know. I haven't met her yet, but you know, I think I'm getting close to meeting her. But I thought this was the perfect, you know, conversation to have with you guys because, you know, it made me consider why we don't get off the boat or 
why we struggle once we make the decision to get off the boat. And of course, you know, we always got to bring the word into it because that's the only way that we bring perspective to our lives. But it made me think about, you know, when Jesus and Peter were walking on water. And so, you know, like it was really interesting. So I'm going to give you guys a scripture because I want you guys to read it, but it's Matthew 14 and it's verses 22 through 36. Now, of course, we're not going to read it. I'm going to summarize it for you. Just point out the key things that we can apply to our lives. So, you know, they just like experienced this amazing miracle. You know, they just fed the 5,000 and Jesus like, all right, y'all, you know, you could just go ahead. You know, I'll meet y'all because you know, he needed to regroup. He needed to get himself together. I, I believe that Jesus was a lot like me, you know, like extroverted personality with introvert tendencies. It's like, we cool with the crowd in the moment, but after the crowd, we drained and we got, we got, we got re, re-up. You know, we got re-up on energy. We got to re-up on wanting to be bothered with people. So I, I understand Jesus a lot. So he like, y'all go ahead. I'm going to take this time. Like, I'm going to take this minute. And so, you know, they're like out on the boat. Then a storm hits and they like, okay, oh my goodness, we're about to die. And then they look up and they just see somebody walking on the water. So, you know, what we would do, we'd be like, oh, that's a ghost. The version of the Bible I read, the disciples said the same thing. They said, oh, it's a ghost. And then, you know, Peter says, Father, is that you? When he asked that, I thought about how, you know, we get in the midst of things. And I like like we kind of talked about last week, right? We talked about how like sometimes when things are uncertain or they get a little rocky, we ask God that question. We say, God, is this you? Like, did I make the right choice? Did I, you know, I I think you told me to go out to where I needed to go. I think that you told me to, you know, apply for this job. I think that you told me, you know, to start this business. I think that you told me to write this song. But when stuff gets a little shaky, we start to ask the question, God, is that you? I thought about reasons why we stay on the boat is because of the uncertainty, right? And last week we learned to embrace the uncertainty and recognize that it doesn't mean we should stay in that place, right? It doesn't mean that we should become stagnant and stop moving. It means that we should just remind ourselves that there's no way possible possible that we could complete anything separate from him, right? Like that without God, we are nothing. And so we talked about that last week, but it's the same thing with the boat. It's like we question, okay, is this God? Is this not God? And that that thing kind of keeps us stuck. And as it relates to, you know, me starting a business, it, it that's where I was. It was, I was kind of like, God is a shoe. Then I was kind of like, God, do I want to do this? Because honestly, I I never, like when I think about how I saw myself, I never really considered myself to be an entrepreneur, right? Like I always wanted to be a producer, which some levels of that can be, you know, like in business, you can be in business for yourself. You can be an entrepreneur. Um, but I, I never saw my life that way. Like I, <laughs> I like to be stable. I like stability. And so I never really considered, you know, going into business for myself, but I think that God has a plan and I'm submitted to his purpose and plan. So I think for me, my God, is this really you was really my fear that was like making me a little shaky. Right. And so I think that while we should look for clarity, I think that a lot of times in faith journeys, whether it's a journey of healing, whether it's a relationship journey, whether it's you going after, you know, something that you want, we oftentimes question like, God, is this really you? And whatever is causing us to ask that question, I think we just have to weigh it, right? Like God has already done whatever it is he's going to do. So when we talk about faith and faith journeys, it's that our belief and our actions is what brings the thing, the it into manifestation. And so it's like, if I'm continuously asking God, if this is him and I never move, it's like, 
the thing will never come to pass because he's waiting on me. Like God does things in the earth through people. So imagine if we're questioning, okay, did God really say this or God is this you? Imagine everybody in the world having that moment, like how all of our things are just locked in that space between heaven and earth because we haven't placed a demand on it because we're operating out of fear and we're operating out of, um, you know, instead of embracing our uncertainty and allowing it to push us forward in partnership with God so that we can make his will, you know, manifest in the earth realm, we just kind of stuck in limbo. So imagine all the lives that are attached to your movement are caught in the balance of your decision-making and caught in the balance of your fear and caught in the balance of your procrastination. And it's like, okay, we don't got to keep checking with God. It's like a lot of times we already know it's what he said, but we go back and forth trying to figure out if it's what he really said. And we waste time and it's, we got to knock it off. Cause it, this, this crazy is the thing I heard one time. And it's literally like a mantra or a mantra, however you guys say it, that I live by. And it's like with every decision that I make or don't make, someone's eternity is in the balance, right? So it doesn't mean that if I do the thing, the person's going to get saved right away, but it's more like whether I was supposed to plant the seed, whether I was supposed to water the seed, whether I was supposed to help the seed bear fruit, like whatever level or stage that person's life or um, dream or purpose is, that's that's assigned to my purpose. It's just kind of floating, guys. It's kind of floating. And I think when we recognize that our decisions really have, that our decisions really have nothing to do with us, but all the people that are assigned to it. I think about the podcast and I use this as an example all the time. It wasn't really something I wanted to do, but I like seeing all the testimonies from like people listening to one episode and then making a decision and acting on life. I think it was maybe two episodes ago when I brought my best friends on and Stephanie said something that was really key, which is a conversation her and I have all the time. And she told me once, she was like, you can't be concerned so much with reaching the crowd. She was like, because maybe you are called to reach the one that will reach the crowd. And for me, it's never really been about numbers, but I think for all of us, because we always consider before we do a thing, it's like, who's going to watch this or who's going to, you know, who's going to respond to it. And I think when you focus on that, like as long as I'm being obedient and it captures the person that it's supposed to, I'm good. And so that kind of like shifted my perspective. So if only one person listens to this, there's something that God wanted to say to them in this moment that's going to activate who are who they are supposed to be, whether it be that week or how they're supposed to show up in a meeting that month or how they're supposed to walk into their next position or their next opportunity, you know? So I say that to say, don't allow your dang, we back on uncertainty. It's just like part two, but like, don't allow it to keep you from moving forward. Don't allow it to keep you on the boat because Peter's step off the boat influenced all the lives of the people who didn't get off the boat yet because he takes the step off the boat, right? He says, God is, this, he says, Jesus is this you. And then Jesus calls him. Okay. I, w- I want to stay focused because I'll get off course. I feel like I did a little bit, you know? So he says, Jesus is at you. And then Jesus calls for him. And I think that's the thing, right? It's like, We'll ask God, God, is this really you? But there's any decision that you're supposed to make. There's this drawing or there's this pulling. There's this like nudge to get you to go towards it. And 
it's our resistance usually that keeps us on the boat. And for me, that's definitely what it was just with a lot of things. It's almost like sometimes, you know, I would I would venture to say that as far as Jesus was, but as close as he was, that Peter couldn't necessarily all the way fully recognize him, right? It was with the step as he got closer that he recognized that this was Jesus. And I think that that's it. It's like sometimes we have to be, not sometimes, but we have to be okay with being unclear with what's ahead of us to still take the step. And I think the more steps we take, the more that God reveals to us. But it's almost like each step of obedience unlocks something else, right? It makes the picture more clear. If you think about like a painting and you watch the videos where someone paints, it's like the longer you watch and the more steps they take, then the more that the picture or the art starts to form. And I think it's the same thing with our lives and our purpose and the things that God is calling us to. The more steps we take, the more things that God reveals and the more we build this like relationship of trust. It's like he could trust us to move and I can trust him to come through. He could trust, he could trust us to take a step every time he says it, even when I'm unclear and I can trust him to follow through for each step we take. God can continues to build on our purpose and elevate us or keep us going straight, you know, whatever that looks like. And so I think we just, you know, we got to be okay with, you know, asking for clarity is fine. You know, wanting clear instruction is fine, but not when it hinders you from taking a step off the boat. And then two, like understanding that once you take the step off the boat, like there's this feeling of knowing that you made the right decision because it's like it calls you to it. There's like this flow and this rhythm that you get in. You like, okay, all right, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And so the next thing is that, you know, like, so Peter gets out the boat. He starts walking towards Jesus. And then there's like the strong winds and strong waves that started to, you know, started to happen. And I can identify with that. I can identify making a decision, feeling called to it. And then it gets rough. It gets rocky. And the first thing we say is, uh, this is not what God wanted me to do. And it's not true. It's like, it's a distraction. It's like, just like we're on a mission to fulfill God's purpose and plan for our lives. The enemy is on a mission to make sure that you don't. And so right when you get in the thick of something or right when you get in the middle of it, like God's about, you're about to see God, you're about to touch the father. And then stuff starts getting rocky. I mean, haywire. And it always makes us go, oh, I should turn back. Or we drown in it, which is what happened to Peter, right? He starts to focus on the wind and the waves and he takes his eyes off of Jesus and he starts to sink. And we do that all the time. I can even consider like the pandemic and being in, I can even consider like the pandemic or even all of the injustices that we have continued to face over years and years that are now, it seems like all over again in 2020. But I can even consider that as wind and waves. For me, I like launched a podcast at the top of the pandemic and then also like started focusing on things that I felt like I was hearing God say do, but then the winds and the waves hit and and it caused me to stop, right? I started to drown in all that's going on around me and it was keeping me from moving in purpose. And so we have to consider that when we face things in our life and it the winds and waves doesn't always have to be external. A lot of the wins and ways that we face are internal things, right? We start to consider how we see ourselves, which means like, y'all, I literally have, you know, in my former life (laughs) was the person that would talk myself out of something before it would even be presented to anybody else to present a negative thought. I had one for it. And it would just be because like, I'm a planner and I like to know the big picture. And then I like to fill in the, like, I like stuff to flow, you know, I like it to have fluidity. And I feel like when things don't have fluidity or I can't figure it all out at the beginning, I'm like, nah, this ain't it. This ain't what we supposed to do. And I would just talk myself 
into something, I'm like, ooh, like have an idea, flush it all out and then talk myself right out of it. And I think we can't do that. We can't drown in our own idea of, you know, execution. We can't drown in our own idea of how we see ourselves because usually we are not looking at ourselves through the lens of the father. You know, we ha- I had an episode where I talked about views and how we can't see anything right if we aren't seeing it through Christ. That includes ourselves, you know, that includes the thing that God is calling us to, whatever your water is, like you got to see it, right? You have to see it the way God saw it when he called you, because oftentimes we view it the way that we see it. We view it through the lens of our hurt. We view it through the lens of our disappointment. We view it through the lens of things that have happened in our past. And we can't do that. For me, the week before last, you know, I had to make another decision and I felt very triggered by some things. And so I started viewing it through the lens of my past and it's a completely different situation with a completely different group of people. And I had to like check myself. Like I had to have a conversation with God. I also had to deal with the things that were causing me to be triggered. It's like, okay, I realize that there's still some areas I need to heal in, right? There's some areas that I'm still untrusting in. There's some areas that I'm a little apprehensive in, not because of anything has happened in the new space, but because I'm carrying the old space into the new space. And I can't do that. I saw something on Instagram. Um, I think it was last week and it was like, make sure you heal enough um oh, it was basically oh, I wish I knew what it said specifically but it was basically to the point of like make sure that you heal enough so you aren't viewing like the rest of your life through the lens of your pain or the lens of your hurt that's real because I will take hurt from another situation and if I see something that mirrors it I'm applying that hurt to this situation and it's unfair to the new situation whether it be people or spaces or environments like it's unfair and so we just gotta you have to work through those things whatever and I think this week you know work on identifying your wins and your waves you know like what are things that shift your focus off of Jesus and what he said and what he's calling you to that will cause you to sink and drown and not make it or be stuck you know don't you know we talked about not dying here um very early on in the podcast. And I think that that's very important because there are a lot of moments and times that we experience throughout our life that would cause us to be stuck in that moment or locked in that moment. And so I feel like all of the episodes leading up to now led us to this moment. It's like it helped us to have the tools to be able to, uh, you know, encounter this moment and move through it and learn from it. And so it's like, you know, clarify that it's Jesus, but don't allow that to keep you stuck on the boat. And then when you take the step off the boat, don't lose focus, right? Like don't be distracted by the winds and the waves of life, whatever that looks like, right? That could be, we talked about, could be your internal, you know, winds and waves. Like how are you seeing yourself? What are you, how, how are you talking to yourself? How are you speaking to yourself? How are you, how are you handling yourself? You know, and self-care is deeper than like getting your nails done or going to the mall or like we do adventures every Saturday like self-care is bigger than that. Self-care is putting on the lens of the father and seeing yourself through them, right? Not seeing them through your shortcomings because we are a lot harder on ourselves than people are. And so I'm asking you to just care for yourself, like be gentle for yourself. And I'm talking to me too, because I could be really extremely hard on myself. And so we don't want to do that. And the amazing thing is that in our moments of drowning or in our moments of being distracted and losing sight of Jesus, that he immediately comes to our rescue. So the scripture says in Matthew 14 and 30, you know, but when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. 31 says, Jesus 
immediately reached out and grabbed him. And then it says, you have so little faith, Jesus said, why did you doubt me? And I thought this was so good because when we start to focus on all the things around us, it's a sign of bad faith. It's a sign that all of these things begin to get louder than the voice that says he would never leave me nor forsake me. And that I have to not um, rely on my own ability to see this situation or to see this process through or to see this business through or to see this project through like or to see this relationship through like I can't allow I can't rely on my own strength to see it through the end like I have to rely on Jesus and I think as long as we keep our focus on him and what he said which is that I could do all things through Christ that strengthens me then I'm less distracted by things, right? Because it's like, what did, and, and I think this is what helps me, right? It's like the winds and the waves, they come, but then it's like, okay, but what did God say? And I think if we can be sure on what he said and it can be confirmed and we can stand on that and we can hold on to that, then we have a lesser opportunity of being distracted. We have a lesser opportunity of losing sight of what we should be focusing on because every time I'm faced with a distraction or wind and waves, internal, external, it's like, what did God say? And so ask yourself, man, why did I doubt God? I know he said this to me. I know he sent me here. I know this is what he called me to do. Why did I doubt? And when we can stop and ask ourselves, because that's the thing, like we drown in our own stuff and we lose sight of him, but he's immediately there to grab us. But then he wants to know, why did you doubt? Why'd you take your eyes off of me? Why'd you lose focus? And I think that's the process we have to have for ourselves. You know, why? Did we do those things? And make sure that every time we are attempted to be distracted, we stop and say, ah, 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 ah. What did he say? What did he say? And so the last thing is that, you know, they got back in the boat and then the disciples worshiped him and said, you really are the son of God. And I think that this is the most important point, because I think if we start work, start backwards, right, where we want to end up and then we go back, it's like, I want my step off the boat to be impactful, so impactful that people know through my step of faith off the boat that God is real and that my step off the boat causes people to worship him and no one else. And I think when we recognize that it helps us stay focused, right? It helps us not to doubt. It helps us not to lose sight of him because it's like, yo, I want my life to be a testament that God is real. And that's honestly what I live by. Like if anybody asks me, like, what are you going to accomplish in life? I want to live a life that was so purpose filled, that it was so like on another level that people know that it was that that people know that God is real. And I think like that's just got to be our focus. Like if you're taking a step off the boat, let it be rooted in that. Let it be rooted in. I don't care if anybody ever knows my name. I don't care if I don't ever reach a million followers on Instagram. I don't care if only five people share this. My only prayer, my only hope is that they encountered God, they got to know him and that they worshiped him with their lives. So if I had to leave you with the scripture, it would definitely be Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. And I think that that's what it boils down to, y'all. Like, 
when you're making a decision about what you should do or who you should date, acknowledge him, you know, seek his will. And and the crazy thing is that like even Matthew 6 and 33 is like one of my favorite scriptures, but I was reading it in like a Miles Monroe book and he broke down 6 and 33 and he said, you know, it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all of these things will be added unto you and added means drawn to. So it's like, if I seek God's will, as I'm on the path of his will, everything that I need and I want, all the things that are really not important to to God, he'll draw them to me. So on this, it's like a magnet. It's like I'm on this journey in this path and the path is the magnet. And all of these things are being drawn to me while I'm walking on the path. I, I feel like that solidifies that solidifies the purpose that solidifies the plan like I only want his will for my life because in that I get not only what I need but all the things that I desire he'll make them drawn to me you know how many things in life we have to chase none because if I'm on his path in his will he'll draw them to me his bible says it and so that's what we have to do it's like when we get it what did he say how do we learn what he says by reading his word that's relationship because when my daddy my natural daddy said something to me i could call him back to his word but you said this and you said you were gonna help me with that like easily it's the same way god works and even better a hundred times more it's like no if I said it, remind me of my word and watch it come to pass. And so guys, you know, it's really time for us to get off the boat. I was, you know, again, dragged off the boat. I'm sure many of you were dragged off the boat this week. God is in, he's in the business of doing that in this season. I think that there are things that he's calling us to do that have to happen in this season. So he's expediting it, but you got to be tuned to his voice. You know, you have to be on track. You can't lose focus. Like keep your eyes on him and watch God blow your mind. I'm declaring that for every person that's under the sound of my voice. There's something I used to live by. I heard a pastor say and it stuck with me and it just says, hear God, follow God, flow in life. And that's what I just want to leave you guys with today. Hear God, follow him, bust a move and watch yourself just flow in life because that's literally the journey that I've been on and I wouldn't have it any other way. And so that's all I got for y'all. Forgive me if this was all over the place. It is literally me processing my last week. And God is so amazing. He's so consistent. He's so faithful. And I pray that this podcast is helping you to put your life in perspective. And this is episode 12 off the boat. I love y'all. And we'll be right back here, same place next week. This is Life in Perspective. We out.